From Capital Analytics, I'm Abby Malone, and this is Invest Insights. Every week, we bring you perspectives, business advice, and more from the leading executives, entrepreneurs, and investors who are building, diversifying, and leading the way in the country's fastest-growing metro markets. Real leaders, real insights, right now. I'm joined today by Brandon Edge, the president and CEO of Flagship Healthcare Properties. Brandon, thank you so much for being here today. Abby, thanks for having me. Well, let's dive in. You've been working with flagship healthcare properties for about 15 years, and it seems that for the healthcare industry as a whole, the past two years or so have been the most transformative. What are some of the most significant transformations that you're seeing in healthcare facilities and properties that will help to improve efficiencies and healthcare outcomes? Abby, that's a great question, and and you're exactly right. Um, Healthcare has been changing uh, ever more rapidly over the past decade, Um, and probably the biggest shift that I'd uh, highlight is the move to uh, outpatient, off-campus care. So you mentioned two uh, important topics, both the, the um, outcome and creating better outcomes and improving efficiencies, uh, and that's driving a lot of what's changing for the shift away from the, the main hospital campus um, and out into the neighborhoods where patients live and work. Um, I refer to them as the three C's of healthcare uh, delivery, which is improved care, improved cost, and improved convenience. And so you're seeing the shift, um, especially with things like surgery, and where um, 10 years ago or 20 years ago, the vast majority of surgeries were done at a hospital and on a hospital campus. Now, more than 60% uh, of what was more than 65 million surgeries last year were done in an outpatient setting. And so Patients don't really want to go to the hospital, and the hospitals don't want you to come to the hospital. So we can deliver better care, better outcomes by doing it in a more convenient setting. And that shift is only going to continue uh, to, to happen in the years ahead. Brandon, you mentioned cost of healthcare, And on the other side, I'm thinking about cost of land. Because as space becomes more limited and more expensive, repurposing or changing land use has become a viable alternative. Today, what are some other creative strategies being explored to leverage a limited inventory of commercial real estate to meet healthcare needs? Sure. Um, One of the the biggest shifts in repurposing existing structures to accommodate healthcare has occurred in in retail malls. And everybody has read about the demise or the slow demise of some of the, the suburban malls. And healthcare providers are looking to take advantage of that. So generally, you have uh, in a mall location plenty of parking, which is important for healthcare uh, properties. Uh, typically, they're well located because you had to to uh, make these malls and shopping experiences convenient for consumers. And so we're seeing more and more of malls that maybe the retailers are losing interest, and that interest is being picked up by healthcare providers. Um, now it doesn't always work. Sometimes the real estate's not. Uh, conducive to uh, to a shift to healthcare, um, but uh, but that's something that a lot of healthcare providers are looking at um, with the availability of of uh, retail space and repurposing that. Healthcare is is increasingly converging with retail again on on trying to be more convenient, more accessible uh, to patients, and um, and so it's a battle for market share from a, for a lot of these healthcare providers. We're working on a project uh, now exploring whether we can construct a new building 
uh, on uh, in, in a parking lot of an existing mall, an upscale mall that's that's doing well. Um, but you've got where an upscale mall is, you've got higher end consumers uh, and they need healthcare too. And so um, you'll see, I think, a continued evaluation of, of conversion of retail properties uh, into healthcare properties. Shift gears lately. The Federal Reserve recently announced the first increase on interest rates in the last three years. As we move to what seems to be a stricter capital environment, what are some of the creative ways that you're protecting yourself from increasing borrowing costs? Well, as a real estate investment trust, uh, the use of debt is important for us. Um, but unlike, say, uh, a residential mortgage where a home buyer is going to buy a house and they may use 70, 80, 90, even 95 percent debt to buy a house, um, our leverage profile is, is much lower. So currently, um, we're about 52, 53% levered. So the rise in, in interest cost is not going to impact us as greatly as it would in some other industries. Um, but we still want to make sure that we're protecting ourselves against those risks. And so we use uh, derivatives, interest rate hedges and swaps uh, to protect against spikes in interest rate. Uh, which lets us lock in our borrowing costs today so that we're not faced with increasing costs a year from now, three years from now, or five years from now. Brennan, as we round out our discussion today, what role does creativity play in remaining competitive in today's environment? I think it was uh, attributed to Henry Ford, who said, if you continue to do what you've always done, you'll continue to get what you've always got. Um, and creativity is um, is the answer to, to, to that question. So how can you deliver and do things better uh, and more efficient today than, than you've done before? That's what our clients and our tenants are looking for. How can we use um, uh, improvements in energy efficiency to reduce their occupancy costs? How can we use uh, recycling programs to uh, have a lower impact on the environment. Um, and so we try to, as a company, try to incorporate creativity and highlight creativity. One of the ways that Flagship uh, recognizes creativity is through our quarterly Deal Chicken Award uh, that's given to, uh, to one of our employees on a quarterly basis. And while the Deal Chicken sometimes is awarded to somebody who's closed a, a difficult transaction um, or has furthered our relationships with healthcare providers. Um, another criteria that, that's important for, uh, for being recognized is for employees who uh, can improve the efficiency um, through creative thinking and perseverance to solve a problem or improve the way something is done. Um, uh, we've got to be able to deliver for our tenants and our investors and our clients um, through creative thinking and changing the way uh, we've done things in the past. Where did the name Deal Chicken come from? <laughs> Our, uh, my former business partner, uh, Charles Campbell, came up with, uh, with the Deal Chicken. And, and uh, when he first came up with that, uh, he had a, a um, life-size chicken suit that he, uh, that he put on uh, and, and would wear that when, when awarding the Deal Chicken. Um, and so the name stuck. The suit did not stick. Well, it certainly sounds like you guys know how to have a lot of fun. <laughs> we try. <laughs> well, thank you very much, Brandon. I appreciate our discussion today. Thank you, Abby. You've been listening to Invest Insights. 
be sure to follow, rate, and review this podcast to hear more. I'm Abby Maloney. Thank you for tuning in.